are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Hey, everybody. Before we get into the show today, I know you're super excited. We're going to make this quick. I'm Michael Bauer. I am joined by Brandon Lejeune, host of the Debbie the Dynasty Football Podcast. Brandon, please tell me I said that right. Uh, it's Debbie Deep Dive Podcast. Debbie Deep Dive. I'm sorry. <laughs> Debbie the Dynasty Football is his YouTube channel, YouTube which is correct. important here right. because on May 22nd, you got something good going on. Please tell our listeners what that is. Yeah, I'm hosting an event called... Um, the Debbie summit, right? And it is really an event that I came up with in the fall that is going to be held on Sunday, May 22nd. It's going to be a live stream event from 12 PM to 6 PM. And it's really going to be the next step for dynasty owners, right? So for all your listeners uh, who maybe don't know what Debbie is or C2C, uh, this event is going to be an introduction to that format, which is a super fun format um, but it's also going to be, if you're an avid Debbie uh, player and been in Debbie leagues and C2C leagues, we're going to have a lot of stuff for you as well, um, really getting into uh, players. But so it, I'm really excited. It's going to be hosted by myself and Campus to Canton and the Rookie Big Board. And we've got a great lineup of guests. We're going to be talking everything from draft strategies, uh, understanding analytics, uh, player scouting with Ma Matt Waldman, uh, freshman fever with Jason DiRienzo from the Debbie Watch. We're going to have a uh, AMA, AMA segment with Katie Flower and Ryan McDowell and Ray Garvin. Um, so it's going to be really great. A lot of great people are going to be involved with it. And then at the end of the event, we're going to be having a Debbie mock. And I'm doing this as well to introduce the game of Debbie, but I'm also doing it to raise money for the refugees from um, um, Ukraine, the children and the families that have been displaced. So I'm, my goal is also to raise $10,000 during the event. Um, we're at like a thousand right now and hopefully we'll be at two or 3000 by the time the event starts. But yeah, I'm really excited about it. I pre appreciate the opportunity to come in and let you, uh, let me speak about it. I'm really excited about it. It should be a fun, fun event for a lot of people. Yeah, that's great. So May 22nd, 12 PM Eastern, that's nine o'clock on the West coast. Make sure you check Correct. it out. And will we be able to donate if we miss the live screen stream? Can we donate afterwards too? Yes, you can. You can okay. donate now. You can go to find my uh, pinned up. It should be pinned on my Twitter account at Debbie deep dive. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll be putting it all over Twitter here as we lead up to the event on how you can raise money. That would great. be great. Thank you. Great. I know, I know times are tough right now, but times are tougher for other people out there. So have some fun, give what you can and make sure you check out Brandon on Twitter and Brandon, what's your handle? Just so everybody knows where they can find you and they can find that pin tweet. Uh, it's called Debbie, uh, deep dive. Debbie deep dive is my Twitter handle. All right. Perfect. Brandon, thank you for hanging out with me for a couple minutes and thank now you. on to the show. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. And tonight we are talking about some must-stash rookies. You know, I think you could, if you have a deep enough redraft league, you could probably apply that to apply this to that as well. 
So, um, but if you're playing redraft, you're probably not listening to this anyway. What you should tell your friends, everybody, and then come check us out over on patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind for five dollars a month. Get all sorts of cool stuff. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Joining me tonight, we got Nate Christian, Chevin Nooney, and of course, the infallible Phil Porkman Simmons. How are we doing, everybody? Doing great. I mean, I wish I had a V-neck shirt on. It's kind of hot here, so the pork pork, pork's got us covered on this podcast. That's why you need the linen shirts, guys. For the for the warm, hot summer days, the linen, it just feels so nice. Salmon linen. Salmon linen gets the job done. You know what I prefer in the hot weather? I prefer a jerseys t-shirt that has been washed about a thousand times. It's covered in chassis grease. And some black cargo Cintas pants that are so thick that uh, they do not breathe at all. That is what I prefer in the hot weather. We need to normalize shorts as business casual in the summer. Yes. Well, unfortunately, I don't want to get burned at work. Yeah, that's your biggest problem. (laughs) That's true. Well, let's talk about some uh, rookie stashes that won't burn you, we think. So we're going to talk. That was a hell of a segue, man. That was great. So we're going to talk about some running backs first. We're going to talk about some things like why we're stashing, what the upside might be, and where we're going to draft these guys. And I'll kick it off. I'm going to start with Tennessee Titans' new running back, Hassan Haskins. Let's be real. Derrick Henry, he's getting a little bit older. Starting to break down a little bit. He's still great when he's on the field, but that's starting to become less and less. You know, last year was kind of one of his years where that was like the first time that he had issues staying healthy. That being said, Dante Foreman was relevant. Dante Foreman, who we thought would never play football again. Hassan Haskins is better than he is, for sure. Uh, Didn't see a lot out of the passing game from him in Michigan, but I think they just didn't throw their running backs a lot in Michigan. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like a Fourth round draft pick seems fair for a guy like Hassan Askins. That's where I've been seeing him go. Yeah, I think that's fair. Fourth, fifth round, probably somewhere around there. It just depends on what your league's like. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy, too, if I have Derrick Henry and I don't get the opportunity to draft him, I'd like to handcuff him. Um, I know Zach is really big on handcuffing guys. Like, if he has Montgomery, he goes and gets Cleo Herbert, probably whoever else, you know, the Bears have in their backfield for whatever reason. But I'm going to throw – maybe like a 23 fourth or fifth to try to get him if I miss out on him in the draft. But I like what he brings to the table. He's physical, good through the line, good balance. I think he's a great backup for Derrick Henry. And if Derrick Henry misses some time, son Haskins could be winning you some weeks. Um, Chef, what about your guy? Kind of interested who you got here. Yeah. So I kind of broke the mold on what we're supposed to talk about. I guess I didn't see the UDFA talk, but this guy was UDFA. He went to the saints. His name is Abram Smith. He's a big bowling ball of a running back, kind of runs high sometimes, but sometimes he'll get his pad level low enough to run over some defenders. I just think there there could be an opportunity where Ingram misses time with injuries like he has the last few years, and then we don't know about Alvin Kamara coming up. Like, Is he going to get suspended? What does that look like for the season? How many games is he going to get suspended? That could open up some opportunity for Abram Smith. I don't know. I'm guessing he'll probably play like a Latavius Murray kind of role where he's the big bruiser running back that's going to try to run over you in the first two downs. Mm-hmm. It's probably all it's going to be for him. But there could be some opportunity there where Ingram doesn't stay healthy and Kamara misses some time. And Tony Jones is Tony Jones. We don't really know what we're going to get from him week to week. So Abram Smith is a guy that I'm stashing, hoping anything relevant comes up. 
and then I was going to try to ship him away as fast as possible for whatever the heck I could get for him because you're not going to have to draft him very high in your drafts. You probably can get him fifth round and probably even later if you just want to stash a rookie that didn't get drafted. So I do want to say I'm not an Abram Smith fan. However, that is not the purpose of this exercise. We're talking about stashes, guys that mm-hmm. we're not really expecting week one we're going to be starting. We're not drafting any of these guys highly. You know, these are all late round draft picks or depending on how how deep your draft goes, you're picking these guys up as a UDFA. So I'm okay with doing a stash for Abram Smith, Hassan Haskins, and Phil's guy too. By the way, I think it's fun when you spell Phil F-I-L-L. So I'm going to Why, why that is that funny? It's funny to me because I think things like that are funny. <laughs> Who is your running back stash? My running back stash is uh, Snoop Connor. Um, he got drafted in the fifth round. Um, and the backfield right now is a big question mark. Um, we don't know what's going on with James Robinson. You know, we all love James Robinson. He's a great player, but he's coming off of that injury. Um, Travis Etienne is also coming off of an injury. Um, they also have uh, Ryquel Armstead as well. And he hasn't really shown much. So going into training camp, he has a lot of work that can be done out there and then learn really quickly. Um, I think right now he's getting drafted around like the fourth and fifth rounds. I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, just due to, I think he actually might get playing time uh, really, really well, uh, really quickly. So I would really uh, take a, take a really big shot at him. Um, really strong bruising running back uh, runs really well in between the tackles. And he's just strong. I believe he's two twenty two. Um, he's about like 5'11", so a little compact compact guy that can actually get you some touchdown upside. Um, so, I mean, if, if if I'm going to do the same thing as Chev does. Once he does well, they have a Travis Etienne and James Robinson. If he gets like a two-touchdown game in like week one or week two, ship him out for a second. You, you would uh, do good on your investment really quickly. I was a big Snoop Conner fan, um, which is funny because he was the second – Second back to Jerry on Ely. Snoop was drafted. Ely went to the Chiefs as a UDFA. I don't know if I'm really going to stash Jerry on Ely as much as I liked him, but they drafted Isaiah Pacheco, who Nate's a big fan of. So, um, you always make enough stuff that Nate likes. That is correct. I like making things up. Fun. Um, Nate, I'm curious as to who your running back stash is and why. And where are you drafting this, this player? Yeah. So on the show sheet, I put. Ooh, <laughs> just two W's. Look at you. Because this is not the year to be looking for a, you know, running back in the mid rounds, the late rounds. There's not value at that position this year with this class. It's just it's not a deep class for fantasy football. Between the talent, between the landing spots, just just not something that you want to be reaching for in the middle round, especially when this class is so deep and talented at the wide receiver position and the tight end position. If you play in a tight end premium league, this is a great year to pick up a bunch of fourth and fifth round tight ends. And one or two of them are going to hit to be, you know, fantasy relevant for your tight end premium team. So if you got the taxi taxi spots, I would definitely be targeting tight ends late, but if not, and you're not playing tight end premium, I'm looking at wide receivers. I'm not looking at running backs. Sure. One or two of the 20 random guys at the end of this draft might work out to be fantasy relevant for a couple of weeks. But overall, these guys are not that great, and they're not really in too many great situations. There's a lot of 
talent coming in next year in the NFL draft at the running back position. So the guys that even do have opportunity this year, like, you know, like a Damian Pierce, or maybe there's some injuries and one of these guys gets some playing time and looks decent. They're, they don't have the draft capital to make it past next year because mm-hmm. there's so much talent coming in next year that they're going to be easier to place with much, much better players, you know, even at the same draft capital cost. So I'm not excited about really any of these guys. If I'm, you know, looking at my third, fourth, fifth round, I'm looking at wide receivers first. You know, just looking at some of the, the ADP for our rookie drafts, I mean, some of the running backs you guys have mentioned are going before wide receivers like Romeo Dubs, uh, Calvin Austin. Those are some fun dart throws at the end of the round. He's even going, you know, Chev's boy, Velish Jones. I know <sighs> it's Chev's grandfather. Yes, sir. And that's why he loves him so much. <laughs> But Velas Jones is a third-round rookie going into a absolutely desert of a wide receiver core outside of Darnell Mooney. Yep. So you can do much worse with your fourth-round pick than Velas Jones. You know, <laughs> might see sixty targets, six seventy <laughs> targets this year, and uh, you know he, he he does have some playmaking ability. So I mean, I'm looking at those guys: Danny Gray, Kyle Phillips has had a you know a great start to his training camp already. You know, these guys are going after some of these other running backs we're mentioning, and I think they have a much better shot at being fantasy relevant as long as it still is than these other running backs. So, yeah. Ew. And I'll say I got Kate on in like the 412 the other day, and I mean, I'm, I'm ecstatic Ew. with that to get yeah. that kind of tight end landing in that spot rather than a running back that we may never see again after the preseason. Yeah. I love that. That's a great spot for Kate on. He seems to be getting overlooked. A little bit, you know, people are, I mean, we've seen what Tom Brady could do with tight ends. We could talk about that a little bit more um, in a little bit, because we are going to talk about some tight end stashes later on in this podcast. Um, But I do want to come back to that a little bit. So let's, let's talk about some wide receivers next. Same principle, you know, guy that we're going to be stashing on our bench or on our taxi, taxi, I almost said taxi squash again. I just can't get that out of my freaking head. So. (laughs) You know, again, why, where are we trading for these guys? And I'm going to start it off, and I'm going to start with Miami Dolphins wide receiver, Eric Azukanma. So I liked what I saw from him. Really wasn't much going on at Texas Tech. They don't run the ball really well. They actually don't throw the ball that well either for a team that throws <laughs> the ball a lot. But he stood out to me. He is everything that you wanted J.J. Arcega-Whiteside to be. <laughs> I, I mean it. Similar build, similar profile, but he could separate. Oh, and more importantly, he can catch the ball. Although at one point in time last year, J.J. Arcega-White said he did catch up 100% of the passes thrown to him. I don't know if you knew that, Pork. I did. And it's it was just one catch. It was like one target, three. one catch. It was like three. Yeah, uh, yeah it's not enough. Putting that tight end, he's going to be a stud. Yeah. We're going to yeah, let he can sad. block. That's the only reason why. We're going to let sad boy Phil digest that a little bit. But um, so Azukama is just different from what the Miami Dolphins have on the roster. Otherwise, you have Tyreek Hill, speed for days, and a massive neck, too. Um, saw a picture of him with no helmet on. I'm like, you look like a thumb, dude. You got Jalen Waddle Again, speed. Gusecki playing underneath. You could also spread him out, split him out a little bit. Physical, athletic. But as a comment to me projects as an outside wide receiver in the NFL, at some point defenses, they just can't cover all these guys. Now, again, he's only going to go as far as Tua goes. 
you know, you saw the the video where the bad pass from Tua, which I think was just overblown. And then you saw the video of the good pass from Tua to Waddle. Yeah. But people, they never want to talk about the good stuff. They only want to talk about the bad. So I think he's going to be okay. Tua's got another year under his belt. Azukama, not going to smash right away. I'm stashing him deep. Going to kind of forget about him. He starts to percolate a little bit. Bring him up into my active bench and go from there. But he's a guy I like, and I think you could probably get him in again. What fourth round? Let me bring up some mocks that we've done. Maybe even later too. Yeah, I think I think uh, I just might have picked him up in the fifth. Someone just picked him up in the fifth round of the Dynasty Rewind Listener League. Mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. he's a late fourth. We have a listener round pick. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was probably Mike who drafted him. <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> wow. Fifth round, fifth round, man. It's Mike's. Mike, Mike thought fourth round. Mike had like. Good. Has like five fifth round picks in that league, so <laughs> he's cashing in. Really, he's really going to be filling up that taxi squad. Listen, those extra roster spots are going to be paying off for Mike. Yeah. Uh, so here is a mock draft I did not with you guys. I clicked on the wrong one, but uh, four round rookie mock. He was not even drafted. Uh, let's see here. More our last war room mock, which just dropped last Monday. He was the four eight. Drafted by me, I took Danny Gray to three around earlier. So fourth, you know, late mid to late fourth round ish for Ezukanma. Definitely pay off though. I got to be honest with you, Nate. I'm going to take him over Calvin Austin, who you took at four ten. All right, but you already had taken Ezukanma, <laughs> right? Right. Okay. That's how it works. That's how, that's how the draft works, folks. If they get drafted before you, like, why didn't you take the guy that? I... Hold on. What I'm saying is, he's the guy that I would prefer, and yes, obviously I did. And then I just said you took Calvin Austin at the four ten. Just saying, after you took the guy that I yes, okay, I should have taken. Would you like to know who went after that? Billis Jones went at the four eleven. Kyle <laughs> went at the four twelve. Who Kyle Phillips was popping off. But let's not forget, at one point in time. There was a guy that was keeping Justin Jefferson off the field when he was a rookie too. And whatever happened to that guy? I mean, BC. Yeah. What happened to him? Dude, he just did my off the field. <laughs> I think he got hurt. He did get hurt. I think. All right. So I'm curious to see what uh, Phil says about this one, Mister Draft Capital right. himself. Who do you got? Uh, who Who do you kind of like a little bit? Fastest guy that can't separate. Go ahead, Port. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I kind of like him, but, I mean, he is getting second-round draft capital. So, uh, Tyquan Thornton is a guy I'm just willing to stash just to see. I mean, he's going in the fourth round of rookie drafts. And if <clears throat> I'm not saying that Bill Belichick really has a good a reputation of rookie running backs because he really doesn't. But um, if the guy is super fast and he can make some make some moves in the open field, why not take a stash at him um, pretty late? I mean, he did run a 4-2-8 in the combine, so. It shows that he's an athletic specimen. But, again, <clears throat> guys coming out of Baylor aren't really the most defined coming out. I mean, they're not the best route runners. This guy could be different because he does have the athleticism that could be coached out of him and, and you know, and make it work. But then I'll bring down the depth chart of the Patriots wide receivers. And then you got Devontae Parker. You got Nelson Aguilar. And you also have Nikhil Harry. Now, Nikhil Harry's probably not going to be there. He's probably going to get cut because he freaking stinks. Uh, we saw how, how that came about. So if Tyquan Thornton is, is the third option there in the wide receiver room uh, with Mac Jones, 
I don't, I don't see why, I don't see why not with somebody that Bill Belichick likes and throws him out there, and and he does have some speed. So, I, I don't have no issue with him going there, and even at the end of the third, maybe, but like in the middle of the fourth, I, that's why I see him going around that around that space. Um, I did watch a game where he watched, um, he played in the East West Shrine game, and he showed a really good body control, and made a really good athletic catch. So. I think that was the first thing I saw, and I continue to look at film. And yes, I understand he doesn't really uh, separate too well. But again, that's something that can be coached. I don't understand why Nikhil Harry couldn't get that coached out of him. But you know, just the upside is you know to the roof, but the the downside is is in the ground. So I, I'll, I'll take dirt. that late in the fourth. Yeah. So Pork is going to raise the roof with Tyquan Thornton. <laughs> Um, then raise the roof, it's raising the roof on him. ADP here, Taekwon Thornton in one mock five eight. Um, another one here, he went at the four one. Another one, he went at the three eleven, and the last one also at the three eleven. So, yeah, so he's, he's like goes from like three to fifth. It's like you know, whoever you know, it's, it's whoever they like, whoever likes them. And I, I think they're probably basing it off his draft capital and go from there. But, hey, throw it out there, see if it sticks. Like we said, Nate said, this draft class is from it's, – it's pretty pretty much a, a round-and-a-half draft class, and then everything else is pretty much guesses. And then when you get down to the fourth and fifth round, it gets even worse. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's just dart throws. Well, and know, I'll, take, I'll take the dart throw on him. You know, Landfill, uh, my dad did tell me that if you throw enough shit at a wall, something's going to stick eventually. So, yes. Well, if you throw it at the wall, it should stick. It's poop. Depends on what you eat. So, Chev, let's go on (laughs) to your mustache rookie wide receiver. My mustache rookie wide receiver is going to be Calvin Austin. I just love the landing spot for him. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a great tendency to draft late wide receivers, and somehow they become studs. It seems like almost every year. James Washington was a guy who I think could have had more opportunity and he would have done better, but just wasn't there. So we'll see what he can do in Dallas. But Calvin Austin is a guy that I think there's going to be opportunity because people are going to be leaving as well. Just because, just like we said, the Steelers have a tendency to draft good wide receivers. They have a tendency to not sign their wide receivers when their contract is up as well. So I think we beat that into a, into a pulp already, as we talked about these guys, it seems like for another three episodes. But uh, Calvin Austin is a guy that I would love to just stash away and wait for him maybe a year. He's probably going to have a lot of special teams opportunity to start off, uh, and that could lead to more opportunities moving forward. But I'm not really expecting too much in year one. That's why I'm just looking to stash him, seeing if anything happens, or maybe they trade Claypool and they let Deontay walk or they trade Deontay as well. So he's a guy that I just want to keep on my radar and just have available uh in the next few years. So some ADP for him for mock drafts, the three, eight, the four, three, the four, 10. And in the last mock, he was not drafted at all. That was a four. Round mock. Cheap. So yeah, definitely can get him late as well. And Nate, I know you're probably chomping at the bit to talk about this guy right here. What do you have for us? Yeah. I love this guy and player profile actually compares him to golden Tate who we saw do a lot of good work out of the slot. And Khalil Shakir has a good chance to be playing from the slot for the Buffalo Bills at some point. Maybe not this season with Jameson Crowder ahead of him, but this is a stash, of course. So we're looking for, you know, towards the future. Khalil Shakir was drafted in the fifth round. Much better than that, though, honestly. 
Uh, Bill's got a steal at that point. And Jamison Crowder, he had some good seasons, but I don't think, you know, I think he peaked out pretty pretty quickly. So I think Khalil Shakir has a chance to get on the field some this year. I think he's going to be as solidified as the wide receiver four, at least by the end of the season. And in that offense, he's going to get some run. And then going forward from there uh, into next year, I think he, he has a chance to be in the three wide receiver set. So a guy I like out of Boise State, great route running, great hands, made some ridiculous catches in college. Um, good speed, 4-4, four, four, three kind of speed, uh, six foot, 196, you know, good traits. Overall, very solid guy. Not going to really get you to that top tier of wide receiver, most likely. But when you're, you're picking up this guy, third round, maybe he even slips into the fourth. I've seen him in some rookie drafts, you know, this is one of my favorite guys to pick up late and why I've been talking about why we need to be picking up wide receivers in our rookie drafts because you're going to get a lot, get a guy like this late and he's talented. Yeah, so he's kind of these four mock drafts, he's solidified as a third round pick, 39, 37, 312 and 35. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't have a third round pick, I think you can realistically trade back in middle of the round and grab him, which is great. So, and the Bills wide receiver room too. It's like none of those guys are really signed long term. I feel like I feel like Isaiah McKenzie just got brought back on a one year. I don't know what Crowder is. I'm guessing it's a one or two I year with him. Two. two. So, I mean, dummy year at the end of it though. Yeah, like none of these guys I think are really like solidified in the offense where they're going to be staying there for long term. So I think that plays well into Shakir's hands. Oh, so good opportunity. Jamison Crowder was a one year deal, only worth. $2 million. So he could yeah. almost be a cut. He is 29 this season. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to cut him. I mean, the dead cap is it was basically fully guaranteed. So, okay. uh, you know, small contract, but guaranteed. I mean, they could. It's $2 million, not a big deal either way. So I wish $2 million was not a big deal for me. <laughs> by the way, just want to throw that out there. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, it yeah, would awesome. be. Yet, here we are. So I mean, it might be a big deal to Jameson Crowder, but not to the Bills. Yeah, that's true. That point. Still a big deal to me. Although I'm sure Jameson's done well for himself in his NFL career. So um, shall we play some fire-ass commercials? Let's see if it sticks. <laughs> it shall. <laughs> Do you still want to draft but don't want to join yet another Dynasty startup? If so, it's time to check out Underdog Fantasy. Best ball platform season-long drafts for the 2022 season are now open. Now's the time to reap the benefits of being a dynasty player that follows the NFL year-round. Support the Dynasty Rewind team and join us on Underdog Fantasy by using promo code Rewind when you make your first deposit and you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Deposit 100, get 100 more to play with, boom. The link is in the description. We'll see you there. Are you looking for a new way to play Dynasty? Way to go deeper than just drafting, trading, and setting lineups? If that's true, it's time to check out DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner.com is the new and improved way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football at its deepest level, featuring new challenges like managing a salary cap, navigating player contracts, as well as setting your lineups. Sure, rookies are a value now. What about in the future? Build your dynasty around the cap and make the tough decisions when the time comes. New leagues are now forming. It's time to own your dynasty at dynastyowner.com. Let them know the Dynasty Rewind sent you by using the code rewind. 
The link will be in the description. Are you looking to support the Dynasty Rewind team and enjoy your favorite live events at a great price? It's time to check out our friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the leading mobile-focused ticket platform that enables fans to buy and sell tickets for live events such as sports and concerts. They search all the big ticket sites for you, analyzing thousands of ticket listings, and present the results using SeatGeek's deal score system and rate the best deals all in one place. They utilize 3D maps to make finding the perfect seat easy for you. Creating an account takes seconds. When you use promo code Dynasty Rewind, you will get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Sign up today and enjoy a game tomorrow. And lastly, do you, my friends, want some Dynasty Rewind swag? Make sure you visit ViridianGlobal.com, the only official merchandise company of the Dynasty Rewind. Make sure you use the promo code Rewinder, all caps, at checkout for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind and Dynasty Rewind only merch. Again, don't forget, ViridianGlobal.com is the only place that you will find official Dynasty Rewind merchandise. Thanks again, everybody. All right, that was fantastic. Thank you. So we are back now, and we're going to be talking about some mustache rookie tight ends. All right, same thing as before. Why? What are we paying? And let's start it off. Nate. Who's your guy? Mute it. Whoop, whoop, whoop. There I am. He's back. I'm back. <laughs> this is a guy I've been talking about for a while now. Um, and quite honestly, not someone that I've been, you know, super high on, but just someone that I've had my eye on for a while. And I do get a little excited about the upside is Jelani Woods, six foot seven, over 250 pounds. Blew up the NFL combine with a four six uh, speed score, burst score, all this stuff that you know includes the height and weight, just upper upper percentile. His catch radius at six foot seven with thirty four and a half inch arms is like ninety eight catch percentile. You know all those stats that just show this guy has the potential to grow into something. Now the film is what leaves a little bit to be desired because I don't think that athleticism really you know made it onto the field all the time. But this is a guy that throughout high school was a quarterback, went to Oklahoma State as a quarterback, and then became a tight end over his freshman, sophomore year, ended up transferring to Virginia. And in his one year, Virginia, you know, he actually did pretty well for a guy that hasn't been playing a lot of tight end. 44 catches, almost 600 yards. And overall, looked like a tight end, especially in this class that, you know, is, is pretty deep at like mid-tier tight end prospects. And Jelani Woods fits in there. His athleticism gives him the upside to become something more special, especially for fantasy football, because he can be used outside to break open the seam. He can be used in the red zone with his height and size. And he goes to the Colts. And the Colts have really no one in front of him, where they have Mo Alley-Cox, um, you know, Jack Doyle retired this offseason. So Jelani Woods has a good shot as anyone to make an immediate impact. And one of the better shots of these tight ends in this this draft class. All right, perfect. So let's go now. And uh, you know what, Pork? I have to do this because he went to this school. We got to play the fight song for your guy here. <laughs> Pork, tell us who your tight end stash is, and I can tell you that I saw him in person and liked what I saw. Yeah. So <clears throat> my tight end stash is Chickazine with Congo, um, tight end out of Maryland. One more and, time for the people uh, in the back of that name. Chigazine 
Okongwo. Can you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> Untrue. <laughs> <laughs> I practiced this name all day, too. I was like, I, I can't. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. That's it. That was yeah, impressive. I got, when people talk about chorizo the... sausage, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> I had to make sure it was right. I had to do it for the culture. But yeah, you know, um, he kind of he actually looked really good during the combine. I was, um, you know, looking at the combine drills, and he looked really, really smooth out there, um, catching the ball really well, and he did really well um, on his forty time as well. But you know, with him, you kind of have to look at you don't you can't can't look at the stats because the stats aren't don't look too well. He had like one good game over a hundred yards, um, but while looking at him. Just you know, taking your eye off the ball, he's a smooth guy. And you go to he's going to Tennessee. Um, there's Austin Hooper there, and there's another tight end there. It is uh Jeff Swain, Ooh. and then it's him. I feel as though they're both are more like uh, uh blocking tight ends. So I think this is a guy that you can kind of put in the like kind of in the slot position and have him run wild out there and and make some moves uh with some so, with some yak and 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 do well with that. Um there's a lot of leagues that I've seen him go in the 5th or undrafted. Um I've personally took him in the 5th in, in certain mocks and in certain uh certain leagues that I'm in right now cuz I just believe in his, his yards after the catch ability. So um with with Tannehill as of right now, I think they can use him as a weapon. And I think he's the type of guy that can grow with a Malik Willis on that offense and and excel and excel there. So I I think I, I think he can be a, a a good fantasy asset. But again, I think this is a third year type of guy. You know, learn the game the first year. You know, get some more playing time in second year, and he can be a possible third year breakout for Tennessee Titans. All right, I agree. And when I saw him, you know, with Maryland playing against Penn State, I think he was Maryland's best player on the field that day. Nate can attest to that. Let's talk about some ADP, and then I forgot to give you Jelani Woods. Um, so the mocks that I did that had, you know, we had one where he was not drafted, the 5'9", the 5'4", and another one where he was not drafted. So he's going late. Definitely scoop him up late. Jelani Woods, who I heard somebody call him Jelani, which I thought Jelani. was interesting. Jelani. Um, Jelani. Jelani Woods. Yeah. <laughs> I was, Gelato. I heard, I heard someone Ooh. say Jelani. That's all. It wasn't Sounds me. like some pork man would have said two years ago. It, it really does. Possibly. 310, 310, 4, 2, and 3, 6. Consistent window there. Yeah, exactly. We're seeing that with a lot of these guys too. But, um, Chev, so we're going to go on to your guy now. He's a guy that you're kind of hyping up a little bit, I've noticed here over the past few weeks. So mm-hmm. please do tell. Yeah, and I'm hyping up Cole Turner because he just get he just got Carson Wentz as his quarterback, and we've seen Carson Wentz loves to throw to the tight ends, whether that be because they didn't have good wide receivers around him or whatnot. Now, don't get it wrong. I'm not saying he's Ertz. I'm not saying he's Goddard at all, but he's a big body wire. Or he used to be a wide receiver. Now he's a tight end. He's six foot six, long arms. Uh, he good with jump balls, good athletic ability. So it's somebody that I'm kind of counting on to kind of somehow find that Darren Waller role in the NFL. I think that's what's going to be his bread and butter in the NFL. I don't think it's going to be blocking. I think he's a little too scrawny for that. I mean, he's got to he's got to get a little bigger if that's going to be the case. But I see him being a guy that maybe is a slot guy that Wentz can find in the middle of the field. Um, Logan Thomas is the guy that's there right now. But he's been injured last season, tore his ACL. He's 30 years old. So there's a little, I'm a little hesitant on 
him being able to stay healthy this next year and being super productive. So that's why I think Cole Turner could be a really good stash for you uh, moving forward in the next few years, just because they don't have anybody there right now that is young. I mean, they have Bates, I believe, who he, he played a little bit last year, but didn't do anything extraordinary. So I think Turner could be somebody that is using this offense uh, and that Carson Wentz could fall in love with in the red zone. So that's why I'm, I'm going with Cole Turner as one of my stashes this upcoming season. All right, so let's look at some of his ADP. And in the four mocks, he was only drafted once at the 5'8". Yeah. So Chev's got him on his radar. I think you need to do the same thing. I wasn't a big fan, but again, as a late-round stash, Carson yep. Wentz does like to use the tight ends a lot too. And Chev, you're right. A lot of that was out of necessity because a lot of their wide receivers are trash. I think he was, uh, in 2019, he was the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for over 4,000 yards and not have a single wide receiver go over 500 yards receiving. That's insane. Yeah. So, but hey, how are you going to have it? Pork what? You're muted, dude. Bryce Treggs and Deontay Burnett. That's what That's what he had to work with. I just, I think it's so funny. You? Exactly. Exactly. That's the problem. Our best receiver was Greg Ward. You remember? Uh, a former Paul quarterback. Paul the Burner Turner? Preseason <sighs> hero? We did like Paul Turner though. <laughs> uh, and then and then when they put him in a re- regular season game, the lights were a little too bright for the burner. So Tight. um really all right. Bright. So I'm going to be eating some crow here, as Bob pointed out to me several times via text message. And my tight end stash is Daniel Bellinger, formerly of San Diego State and now of the New York Giants. By the way, people, you do not need to say the New York football giants anymore. We get it. The other Giants are in San Francisco and have been as long as all of us have been alive. So moving on. That being said, uh, Daniel Bellinger definitely has some opportunity in New York. Got Ricky Seals-Jones ahead of you. And does anyone else remember their second tight end? Doesn't matter. Kenny Gaude? <laughs> <laughs> Listen off. Uh, Bellinger is good on screens, good in the middle of the field, nice short intermediate route guy. He doesn't have to be a traditional inline tight end. You can split him out. And uh, I think he could be a good security blanket for Daniel Jones. Let's look at his draft capital. Uh, not available, not available. The 5-7 and the 4-12. So another guy who's going super, super late. Just want to throw an honorable mention out there, too. That's Grant Calcaterra, who's drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. And in three mock, I'm sorry, four mock drafts, he was only drafted in one. He was taken at the 5-8. Probably by you. It was you, Mike. The war room. You drafted Grant Calcaterra. Listen to that on our YouTube, and you'll see my reaction to him drafting Grant Calcaterra. I did. And you know what? Because Daniel Bellinger got taken the pick right before me. You know what? I just yeah, and then, and then you got centered. Bellinger. I don't know if you noticed that. In the Dynasty Uh-oh. Rewind League, I just picked up Bellinger in the fifth round right before Ooh. you. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. Oh, no, Michael. Well, Got to take Grant Calcaterra. <laughs> Is Mike on the clock? He's on the clock. I because I just pick I just picked Bellinger right before the podcast. It's perfect. I Mike was like, oh, I can't let Mike get pick. him. I was like, I need a tight end, and I can't let Mike get the guy he wants. So <laughs> you saved it for this moment. I love that. All right, well, I guess I'll get to make a pick right now. I'm not yeah. on the clock. Garrett's on the oh, clock. Yeah, he's not on the clock. So I won't pick for another 14 days. <laughs> <laughs> He picks as fast as he responds to text messages. Where? Hold on. Oh, you did. You took him at the five one too. You did that on purpose. 
Yeah, I did that absolutely on purpose. Oh my god, did I draft Sequandre White on accident? Oh, yeah, you yeah. did. <laughs> I did not mean to draft. Oh, you didn't mean to. See, that's that's. Yikes! <laughs> that's okay. I still have two picks left in this round. Three. Yeah, because you got. Do I have three? three. Oh, you got three. No. That's fantastic. I love. I was it. trying to trade Tyler Conklin for one of these fifths and said no. <laughs> I don't want Tyler Conklin at all. But hey, listen, Grant Calcaterra. Um, look, Dallas Goddard's gotten injured before. It happens. He's also stonehand a lot of passes too. For as a lead of a tight end as he's supposed to be, um, he misses time. Calcaterra is better than the Tyree Jackson experiment, which I anticipate being over rather soon. He's better than Jack Stoll. He's better than Dick Rod too. So Calcaterra was a really good calculated risk taken by Howie Roseman in whatever fucking round he got drafted in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care at this point. I'm over these tight ends. Although I do like uh, uh, Chorizo Oquanqua. I don't know. Dude, I'm going to. His name is not Chorizo. His name of <laughs> freaking sausage. Yeah. I did. I love it. I like him a lot. Seriously. So Chigazine. Chigazine, not chorizo. No, now it sounds like a medicine from a Canadian pharmacy. <laughs> it might be. That's all we have for you. Hope to check you guys out on the Patreon. Still have not seen my brother-in-law Vinny sign up. So patreon.com forward slash dinosaur You know he wants to hit up that five dollar tier. I will not tell your wife, Vinny. I promise. Because I don't want to hear it. So again, patreon.com forward slash dinosaur rewind gets you into our notion database for five dollars. This is the five dollar tier I'm talking about right now. Notion database written content. We have a bonus podcast every single week, and that in the one dollar tier gets you access to our Discord channel. Lots of different channels in there, best ball, IDP, just general talk, leagues forming, all that good stuff. So come check it out. Hope to see you there. For Landfill, Chev, and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Until next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening. Take me out of here, Sean. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind. Please rewind.